welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to the bonus episode. Today, I'm joined by two friends of mine to discuss some of the issues highlighted in the book, Stay With Me. The book Stay With Me shows the impact that society and family can have on a couple dealing with infertility. It also depicts the extreme lengths that people will go through when trying to conceive and have children in the Nigerian society. So welcome, Bumi and Toyin, and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, so to start off, what are your general thoughts about the book? Um, I thought it was a good book. Um, mm-hmm. I could relate with the characters. And I like that the story touched on a social topic that most people in Nigeria don't like to openly talk about. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, it it's covers our cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. pressures the extent to which marriage infertility silence the ignorance right. that face in in marriages yeah that's so true i found the book i mean i really loved the book i, I mean at times i didn't want to read it because i just thought wow all these things going on in this book and especially what the woman herself was going through going through you know it just mm-hmm. seemed like how is this even possible so mm-hmm. but like both of you rightly said it, it does highlight some of the issues that we still face in the nigerian culture and of course i have to say that the book is focused on the yoruba culture and of course in nigeria we have several cultures i mean we speak over 500 languages every culture is different some of the things highlighted in this book are similar to other cultures but it's not always the same so I think we just had to also state that. So why do, you got, why do you ladies think that we place such a high level of importance on having kids in Nigeria? I mean, as you both know, you're both married. So you know that even when people are getting married, people usually say nine months time, we're going to come back and eat rice. <laughs> you know, we're going to come eat. And, and people don't even ask, are the couple interested in having kids or not? Are they planning to? It's not, there's no, you're not given that choice. It's assumed that you plan to have kids. You must have kids. And, you know, if, why would, why else would you get married if you're not trying to have kids, right? So why do we place such high importance? Why do you think? Basically to continue the lineage of yeah. that family, the family line, mm-hmm. continuity. Yeah, my my family shouldn't end with me. I must have yeah. <laughs> like this one. Exactly. If you want to continue I, the name. Yeah. 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 For me, it's right. Um, yes, as in, based on my faith, I, the Bible says, you know, we should be fruitful and multiply. So I do believe that, you know, we're meant to have children. But as yeah. you've rightly said, nobody, you know, when you get married, nobody's asking you, do you want to have kids? It's yeah. like a template. And honestly, that's that's it. That's what I've always known. Yeah. Get married, have children, and then you have, have children. You know, it's just that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Yes, that's the norm. Honestly, yes, that's the norm. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why it is, but yeah, but we we can't we can't continue our. I mean, 
of course, like, I know we, we're supposed to have kids, right? That's, again, like you said, that's how we're brought up, but that's the whole culture. But isn't it possible for us to pass on our legacies or whatever that we feel that we have without necessarily having children? Like, I'm just saying that, can't you still continue your name? Can't your name still live on without children? I mean, there's been lots of people that their names have lived on even till now, and they didn't necessarily have kids. I mean, for example, this, this actor that just died. I don't Chadwick. Chadwick, Chadwick yeah. exactly. Chadwick. I don't remember anybody saying that he has any uh, <laughs> kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that his name is going to live on forever. Like in our hearts, in our minds, it's, it's going to stay on superheroes for lots of children. So his legacy will live on. His impact will always be felt regardless of, you know, for generations to come. And I'm not sure that he has any kid. Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely right. Honestly, there are different ways we can, um, you know, pass on our legacies. Yeah can you know impact lives do something for some other people but i think it's just this thing in our culture it's just it's just i don't know what it is but it's it's like yeah. the i don't know I don't, i'm actually not sure what it is but in our culture it's just very very strong yeah just, and you see you would even find out that even if you have female children it's still not enough right yeah right? because the female yeah, child is going to get married, get married and the name changes so it's it's just very strong that <laughs> people are about just passing on that that name, that name. Yeah. yeah but we have that's people that's using how we define it in our culture. yeah but we have people using double barrel names now like you know you you <laughs> still he's still passing it on <laughs> but that's, yeah if the the woman decides to hold on to the maiden name exactly and then having and then, the compound name yeah and the new surname yeah, and then if her husband is also okay with it, right? So both would have to be yeah, exactly. also okay with that. Exactly. So I guess, yeah. Exactly. Wow. If it's not, you have to let go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Times change and still don't change. Interesting. So what do you think of Akin's character, which is the main... Uh, the, the, what role did you think that his character played in the outcome because obviously, as you see him, he was quite, um, it was easy for the, for the mom to demand things and his family. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of went with the flow without mm-hmm. hesitating, without thinking of his own family, without saying, okay, maybe there's a, this is the line that I'm going to draw a line. I mean, the Bible says that I'm sure it's probably similar in different religions that when you get married, you're supposed to, uh, become one with your wife and everybody else is not the immediate family but yet uh, as we noted in the book it appeared that the mom or the family could still tell him to do whatever and he he pretty much went ahead with it yeah i know i think akin was you know deceptive as a person and right as a husband right and I think because of his deception, I guess because he knew that he was the one with the problem. That's why it was easy for him, you know, to go along with everything that his, you know, his family pressured him to do. And that just put unnecessary stress and, um, um, and um, burden on the wife, right? As you rightly mentioned, once you get married, 
a man and a woman have become one. And it's right. both responsibilities, the responsibility of the husband to protect the wife. And it's the responsibility of the wife to protect the husband as well, depending on the circumstances. And as the head of the family, right? Mm -hmm. He has that responsibility. A man has to be bold. He has to be strong. He has to make his decisions and be able mm -hmm. to stick. You know, you have to protect your wife. If you now have your own family, your immediate family, of course, yes, you can take advice from people, but they shouldn't have that strong effect on you know, on your decisions. Oh, so I just think Akin was just, um, was deceptive to start with, you know, yeah. and it just appeared weak to me. Yeah. I agree totally. And he was very selfish as well. Yeah. I don't think, um, maybe from the beginning, the, the marriage itself, because if, if you claim to love her and you, to, and you know she was a virgin, you, you, yeah. Um, got to know her while she was in school. You understand? As yeah. in she was at her very vulnerable and open the least exactly. you could have done was to open up and address it from the beginning. Very, very selfish of him. Yeah. And weak castoin said. Yeah. He was he was definitely very weak and and <laughs> I knew Tony, like you said earlier that perhaps he did that because he knew was one of the problem. But I thought that knowing that you're the one with the problem should actually make you stand up more, right? Because you almost feel like guilty that okay, they think it's her with the problem why we can't have children, but it's actually me. So you will think that it'll make you go above and beyond in protecting her. Exactly. But instead he kinda just let it happen, like the mother was gonna bring another wife and he let another wife come in knowing fully oh, well oh. that you're the one with the issue. I just don't see how that makes any sense. But even, and you know, this story is, okay, so I'm familiar with this stories in terms of in books like this or in, in non, like Nigerian movies, oh, see all the stories are someone brings another wife in and like, oh, okay, don't worry. As soon as this wife has a child now, then you will have a child. Um, then the lady will also have a child because somehow taking a child in the house is going to make another child in the house come from heaven. You know, this kind of weird stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I understand where they're going with it in the sense that people say things like, well, if someone doesn't have a child, maybe you should go adopt. And if you adopt, then there'll be a child in the house and somehow you're not so focused on having children anymore. It's, it's all in line with the same kind of thinking mm -hmm. it's not necessarily right but i just know that i'm familiar with those statements when people say things like that but mm. i just wonder how this was even okay you know because i always have this conversation if the man had a problem and in this case he did but if he had once come out to his family and said that he was the one with the problem i'm very sure the mother will all of a sudden become mm. so nice to the wife and tell her, oh, don't worry. Of course. God is going to do it. Just be patient. You know? So he, he could have done that as well because he knows for sure they will have turned around. But as soon as it's the why, it's like, oh, you know, you got to get somebody else outside. You got to make sure you have your name continue. Yeah. You can't, you don't want to end your exactly. name in this generation, right? So it's, yeah. it's interesting. I just... Yeah, I think it's, it's are we, the way it is. Yeah. Are we still seeing this? So do, do you know any of this kind of story? So? 
Like apart from the book and the and the Nigerian Personally, movies. Oh yes. In this Definitely. generation or in the past on our on our parents' generation? In the past. Maybe not in our parents' generation, maybe in like uh, my older sister's generation, right? So right. maybe people so, who are in their fifties. Uh, right. Yes. So you still see it. You definitely see well, especially and I definitely know someone who the person had three um girls yeah. and the man still left the house and still went to marry someone else, right? So the person could um have a boy for boy. him. So yes, yeah. you, you see it's the problem is there. Yeah. I see it a lot in movies. And I, actually, I think it depends on where you are because we're in Lagos, right? Most of us anyways, or two of us mm-hmm. are in Lagos. And Tony mm-hmm. used to be here. So in Lagos, I'm sure it is still happening, but maybe you don't hear about it as much. It's probably still popular in smaller towns or villages. And of course, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I think it's also more popular or for for people to say the man went outside and had children outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that more than actually bringing another wife in. Again, that's mm-hmm. just, just, that's what I've heard. It doesn't mean it's not happening, right? It's just, mm-hmm. that that's what I've heard. Um, and I just, I know of it happening in our parents' generation because I had a lot of people that it actually happened to. Uh, and... Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it had a, it messed up marriages, couples that really loved each other, yeah. that allowed the families to come in and just say whatever they wanted, you know, mess up, like break up the marriage, and then the husband goes off and finds another woman. And in many cases, it never worked out. Yes, they might have had children, or mm. in some cases maybe not, but maybe they didn't actually love each other, right? So people weren't really supportive in the sense that maybe let you know what the options are that you might want to consider. And perhaps maybe people could decide, they might opt to decide to live without children, right? So people just didn't give them that option. It was just, so I, I think those bad experiences in the past has changed things now for our generation, but that, of course it's still happening, you know, but it's, it's just not as, it's just not as common. And like you said as well, I know someone that the, the, the mom had like, I think five or six girls and the, the father left and went out to, to marry other people outside. But even at the end of the day, even now, is the six girls that are taking care of the, the father, right? So can you imagine, like, yeah. you go off trying to find... A boy. This, exactly, a boy or boys or whatever it is, or another woman, and you just don't realize that perhaps... Yeah, it's anyway. not. It's not. It's not. It's not going to make life easier. But yes, honestly, that's that's just how it is. Yeah, that's basic. Hmm. So you think that Akin should have told his wife that he was impotent? Yes, I think so. I know, like I said, yeah, like I said, you know, she was, she was, she was, you know, she she, she was a virgin at the time. She have said something. It might not have even made an impact to her. She might have been because she really loved him. She she might have just said, "Hey, let's go yeah. see treatment. That you can exactly. probably get better." Exactly. Yeah. Just be open. Yeah, you have to, especially in marriage, right? You're getting yeah, married exactly. to somebody. You are Honesty and openness is important. Mm. Yeah. But isn't it hard though to say something like that? I mean, technically, I'm going to your that, better think, health. Yeah, but I think about now, can you imagine saying that to anybody? The person going to be like, ah, uh, yeah, see ya. I'm out the door. But that's the issue. <laughs> if you did. 
you are still at the early stages of dating, but now you've both agreed you are married. What mm. else, what do you want? What's so great that you, you need to hide it from your your spouse? Because if, if you if you if it's the female and she opens up, they find out she has the problem. He 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 willingly tells her or comforts her that oh it will get over it, this. So why can't why can't it be the same? Same thing the yeah. other way around. Mm. You guys mm. have a big thing with being able to uh Yeah, the you know, ego. Yeah. So that's yeah. plays a lot in, in that. Yeah. But I kind of felt sad for him as well, because I just thought, geez, you know. Because even at the end of the day, he can't, like, yes. he didn't actually do anything wrong, but this was something that he felt so ashamed. And that's oh, how, yeah. you know, and he, <laughs> and he just has to pay the price. He just has to hope that the person is okay with staying. But then okay. he never took that chance. He instead just kept it from her. From her, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, that was, yes, as you said, it's not easy, but you have to, you have to tell that person. She might, as you said, she might decide to stay and she might decide to leave, but at least if she stays, then you know that the marriage is based on love and trust. Love, exactly. Not on deceit and betrayal, yes. But yes, yeah. he, he may, she may not have stayed and she may have, so you never know, but you should still be, you should still be truthful and honest in a marriage. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> because I, I wonder in my mind, like, and then, you know, because you don't want to take that chance to get like, I tell this one, then this person leaves because they're not happy with this thing. Because, you know, you've heard of people that they will say to the, the guy they're dating when they're getting serious, maybe there's something wrong with their uterus or there's something wrong with them medically that they might not be able to have children. And then they tell the guy and then he tells, he goes home and, and then he's cool with it. You know, uh, he appears, he's cool with it, and then he gets home and tells his sister or his brother or his mom, and everyone's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you need to bring that up. <laughs> I don't think about it. <laughs> exactly, you need to bring that up. Right? I mean, you look at even, like, um, what is it? Uh, people that have genetic condition, like uh, AS, two AS people yeah. getting married. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard of people that even mm-hmm. engaged, almost gotten married. And as soon as they found out, you know, they went for blood tests or whatever, they found out about AS, and the family be like, uh, I don't think so. You need to leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of it. All those yeah. years, you know, the, the love, oh. everything is just. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think sometimes well, it's not I think so easy. that's where, yes. It's not, no, no, no. Definitely, it's not easy. But mm-hmm. honestly, again, at least as we've grown older, we know that we need to take responsibility for our own decisions. And honestly, that's the truth. Nobody's going to live your life for you, right? right. Everybody, you know, people will say, oh, yes, don't do this or do this. But at the end of the day, you're, doing, you're the one that is going to live through that decision, right? Oh, so yeah. yes, now that we know we're much older, we know better. You have to take your decision and stick with it if it's your decision, right? If you do decide, I'm sure, yes. And I honestly, I know, I know people who, you know, they, they, um, maybe the man is AS and they want to get married to someone who is AS. Yeah. And I know, and this is close to me, I know that there has been a lot of pressure from the family. Oh, you yeah. can't do this and yes. do that. You know, oh, you have to be careful. Do you know SS? They get very ill and all of that. And I know exactly. like two situations where the, the men actually stood their ground and said, yes, we understand. And of course, they were not deaf to the, um, to the advice. Reality, they, yeah. they, 
what it meant. Yes. So they were like, okay, maybe we'll go for testing. They knew all of that, right? They considered mm. it, but they still said, we will still go ahead and get married. Do you get? Yeah. So that's it. So I think it's, it's two ways. The family, you know, yes, as a family, you want to protect your own family member. You want to right. try to tell them what to do. Yes, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But present the options to them. Don't put them under so much pressure, right? Yeah. Present the options. At the end of the day, please let them take their own decisions. Yes, let them take their own decisions and be supportive of the decision they have taken. Now, we're not saying don't talk, don't give any advice. Do that. Yeah. Do, because we know it's out of love. Give those them advice, but, you know, respect the decision. And yes, I know about two of them now that are married with the, um, the AS um, partner. And yeah, they're good. Well said. Yeah. Hmm. So, and why do we blame women for... You know, when a couple, <laughs> when, a couple when a couple they're married and they don't have kids, I've actually haven't met a lot of people that say, "Oh, um, not like it's anyone's business whose problem it is." Really, you know, either it's a woman or male, it's not yeah. really anyone's business. But I haven't actually met a lot of people that have said, "Oh, maybe it's the guy." So it's like, "Oh, you never know. Maybe it's that girl. The way she looks, you know what I mean? Like she looks like she's probably been up to a lot of strange things when she was younger." <laughs> You know what I mean? So there's stuff like that, like in the past, exactly yeah, all these things she has done that you know maybe maybe has no, led to her mm-hmm. being able, unable to have. It's all like it's always that even random struggle of the streets. That's what they're gonna say. So so mm-hmm. why why do you we think yes. it's always yes. the woman because she she's the one that gets to carry the baby. Yeah. That's the only exactly. logic, closest thing that I can think of. Yeah. In, maybe because she ends up being the one carrying the baby. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense anyway. But exactly. in yeah. churches, if they're going to pray, is the woman. The I people. know. I hardly ever find anything. Oh, all the men come out, let's pray oh, for you. The man. No? Yes, it's the woman. It's like, let's pray for God to open up this room. Let God just. It's it's like, I well, know. You know what I mean? Like, do you know if it's a sperm that needs to be fixed? You don't know? Exactly. (laughs) You know? Bumi is right. I think that's just it because, yes, it's the woman that gets to carry the baby. So I think people forget that for you to have a child, you need the sperm and the eggs. Yes. So I think people just see, oh, it's the woman that has... So if the woman is not able to give birth, then there must be something wrong with her womb. Wrong with her. Something wrong with her body. It's her body that is not accepting the baby. Do you get... Yes. So I think, yeah, it may just be that um, ignorance or... Yeah, I think it's just that ignorance and, you know, just that focus on one side of having a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody focuses on whether the sperm isn't of good quality or, you know, it may be an issue from the guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just it. But you know, the strange thing is that even sometimes the people that are saying these things are educated. They're not like, they're not like, (laughs) of course. They know better. Do you know what I mean? Like, some of them could be doctors, some of them could be lawyers, they could be like, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're they're aware. And they're still going to act like, (laughs) and you think, uh, okay. Like, even with the whole women uh, having girl children, we all know that a man play, the man is, man gets to determine the sex of the child yeah and yet we're gonna blame her for having girls all the time girls i just (laughs) i'm like (laughs) what's going on here 
maybe maybe the ego also comes in right because i feel like especially in our culture the men you know have been it's like they find it difficult to accept that the problem can come from them don't you understand it's like I, I, I'm not able to have a child, as in I'm not able to have a child. It can't be. I'm going to, as in, I want to test this. I want to be sure. Exactly. So I'm going to try another woman. It can't be. Yeah, that is not possible. It's not possible, exactly. I think it's just that. It, it can't be. It's not possible. I have yeah. to try this. It maybe it's be. also the way, also the way we raise our boys. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. See how, you see how um, when it, um, a man has when a woman gives birth to a boy. Do you see? Do you see the way the I man know. is congratulated? Yeah, it's actually very different. Actually, They're like, ah, yeah. you're a real exactly. man. Real man, you're <laughs> like, strong. Wow. Now you just you just <laughs> perform now. Exactly, and now you finally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's exactly. a girl like oh okay like i've actually had people say things like it's a girl like oh okay don't worry next time god will do it and like what are you talking about what what you like, god, god just did it <laughs> you know like, <laughs> it's oh, so crazy yeah i don't understand and mm. of course we can't have all boys it's not possible how are we gonna have the women to have the children so we do need girls <laughs> You know, we, do need we need the mothers so if you all just have boys yeah. then yeah. where 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 yeah. are the, the mothers going to be it's pretty interesting I know. and i think even like we say like how you raise your children how when you raise boys i i know how it is you just kind of chill you hang out they're always telling you all so many positive things oh you're you're a king you're a prince you know it's always like the boy can mm-hmm. do whatever he wants. Just chill. Wants, Even when they're raising you up, when you're younger, it's always like, uh, it's a girl, man. You get all you sit down in the kitchen. They tell you, make sure you don't get pregnant. Make sure you don't get pregnant. Make sure you don't get pregnant. And the guy's like, ah, <laughs> just sit down, my darling. <laughs> what would you like to eat? Let them go bring it for you. Right? So maybe it's all part of, it's all there slowly and slowly that the boys are just supposed to be and the men are just, yeah. You just, you know, there's no preparing them for anything that is negative. It's just you're good, you're good, you're good. Everything is perfect about you. Yeah, right? I, I completely agree. Yeah, all those messages and children pick up those messages. And you see, yeah. if you've been hearing those messages from where you were young up until when you grow up, it just sticks. Yeah. You're special. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you know, you're superior to the to the uh, female. Yes. So we have to be careful about those messages that we pass on to children. Mm-hmm. That's true. Wonderful. I think has changed um, in terms of the impact that family can have on a couple that trying to have kids. Do we think things are still the same as it was in the book in the sense that the family could come and just offer support in, by finding another wife? Or do we think things are changing? Are we hearing of other stories where families are more supportive in the sense that they might try to uh, advise the couple on the options are available. And of course, you know, we're thankful that in these times there's fertility treatments and medical intervention that can also help. What do we think so far? I, I think um, it's um, the families or parents, right? I've right. been a bit more supportive right. by allowing the children go ahead with the options of that right and, re- and and i also think that it's relative to the educated ones 
Right. If if we if we should check statistics, I'm sure that the old norm still goes on in families that are not as educated, right. you know, or yeah. enlightened enough to do or, or to accept those, because you even have religious um, reasons exactly. in quotes to say that it's not it's not right to go ahead and do that. Exactly. You believe yeah. it's not. It's not. You know. So even that can pass for an educated family. Well, yeah. Um, religious or religious grounds say that no, and that affects the couple. You know, from from moving ahead. Yeah. To resolving the true. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, exactly. I've, heard, I've heard that before, that some people say, like, well, things like, you know, if you want to do IVF, for example, people can say, well, I don't think that's from God, or you should just wait on God, and you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't really be seeking um, medical intervention yeah, in that God's case. Work, okay. Yeah, or, or trying to help God, or play God, or, you know, but, things like that. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that can be an issue as well, um, that I've uh, seen happen. I think... Um... I think the the belief is still there that you know the woman is primarily responsible for the inability to have a child. I don't think yeah. that has completely gone away. It may be a bit more subtle now, but it's still there. Yeah. It's like uh, the woman is still the one with the issue. But as yeah. you both mentioned, with technological advancements, knowledge, education, and open conversations such as this, I think um, people are more open-minded. Like you right. mentioned to the different options, you know, IVF, adoption. Um, and I think I see now that men are becoming more involved actually. Yeah. Mm. They're more involved. The men are more, yes, they're more accepting. So you see, when that happens, then it it's um it becomes less difficult for the family to be so interfering because right. the man is now involved. You see, the husband is involved, it's like, okay, let's do this together. Because in, if it was in the past, it's like, oh. Even the husband is saying, woman, wife, you are the one with the problem. So it's mm -hmm. like you've exposed her to all of those abuse and um, yeah. all those problems. But now it's like, okay, we're in this together. Let's look at all the other options. Then it's less, you see, once the couple are together, it's less difficult for the family to interfere. Right. So you see that it's extremely, extremely important for the husband to protect the wife. Honestly, it is important. It's important. Without that protection, then she's open to so, you know, all the issues coming from the extended family. Yeah. And especially for this guy, since he was impotent, I mean, they never said he was actually infertile. So basically his sperma had been fine. He just wasn't able to actually um, be able to have sex with his wife. So if he had been in this current time, perhaps there could have been ways to actually extract the sperm and still have the ch children without yes. um, necessarily having to have um other people from outside exactly but because yeah. the way he wasn't open about it he wasn't talking about oh. it if you're not if you're not open about something how would that option yeah. even come to the table oh. right yeah. and again i can understand him as you mentioned it is difficult it's a difficult thing for a man especially in this culture to come out and say i'm impotent it's exactly <laughs> nobody wants to hear I think that it may actually be worse than a woman saying she can't have a child yeah it is hard yeah. Yeah, and I remember actually. Yeah. we are laying on it. There's no big deal. I know, right? There shouldn't be, because you, at the end of the day, you're not the one that created yourself. You didn't create yourself. 
It's, it's not like mm-hmm. you went and made yourself that way. You didn't. That's just the way you are. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do. Like, you don't, you can't go back in time and tell God, or oh, you know what, make sure. Like, I mean, I mean, if we all just see that it's not the person's fault, then we should make it open that anyone can be like, okay, I'm the one with the problem. But it's not the reality. Exactly. I know now we're seeing more people talking about male factor and fertility, male factor and fertility. But again, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people that are not talking about it. And that's still, but at least mm-hmm. then we're having that conversation now. So people know, people know that it's a possibility, even if they didn't necessarily mm-hmm. acknowledge it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> know that it, it's a possibility. Exactly. Yeah. So you see that having open conversations is key. And I feel like in our culture, we just like to, there's some things we have decided that ah, we don't talk about. We're yeah. Just going to, ah, we don't talk about that kind of thing. I know. Don't tell, don't tell anyone, just keep <laughs> Just pray about it at home and just hope that <laughs> this resolves itself somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. We need to change some of those, I think. So, I mean, going along with what we are saying, then how can we change what's happened? How can we make things better for our future generation? How can, how can we make sure that people feel comfortable to say, hey, you know what? I think I have whatever the condition might be and this could impact my ability to have children. Just being open, supportive. Mm-hmm. Supportive and anywhere little way you can try and pass on the message educate you know even if it starts within the family yeah educate as many people within your confines exactly and then it dovetails to the entire community but we just need to be open yeah educative exactly about it yes yeah, you're right. Very true. Having those conversations, honestly, I feel like yes. that is just important. Yes, don't hush anything down. And you know, if someone comes to us and says this is the challenge or issue they're going through, see, if I come to you and I tell you, let's say I want to tell you, let's say I'm not able to get pregnant, right? Yeah. Again, because this is such a big deal for me, I may want to test the waters and just come and tell you first of all, say maybe. Uh, I tell you something less serious, right? right? I'm going to gauge how you're going exactly. to respond to that response, issue. Yeah. So if you already respond to that issue in a negative way, you see that I'm not going to tell you what my bigger problem is. Yeah. So I feel like we all have to be careful about the way we um, we address people's issues, right? Yeah. I feel like the key thing is, yes, have these conversations. We have to ask questions. Yeah. You know, we have to be open-minded, ask questions, find out what this person is going through. You know, don't just, you know, somehow in our culture, we've ju- we just have this um, mindset that are already stuck, you know, just as what mm. we've said now that if a couple are trying to have a child, it's the woman's fault. Yeah. Mm. There's nobody's, we're not thinking otherwise. So I think we have to start opening our minds, you know, don't, let's not go with the flow of the thinking. Let's have our own um, thought process. Think about this thing deeply. Does it make sense? Is it fair? Can this be true? You know, let's just just follow what everybody is thinking or saying. Yeah. You know, let's think really think about it, and more importantly, just have those open conversations. And if someone is open to, with us about their issues, we need to be careful how we um, treat them or address them, because then they're yeah. not going to open up when they have something yeah. serious to tell us. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I feel exactly. like if we can all do that, yes, it will help. We need to stop stop the shaming. Shame. Yeah. Stop mm. it, yes. We need to stop it for whatever reason. I know. Ah, <laughs> did you hear? This person <laughs> cannot have a child. I know. Yeah. And they start saying it's spreading the news everywhere. Like yeah, because you see in all those crazy movies, exactly. that's the same thing. They were like, oh, that one, maybe she's a witch. Maybe that's why she can have children. Maybe she's mm-hmm. eating up all her children. Exactly. They tell you, keeping your children away yeah. from them because, you know, they might just do something bad to them. So it's all these silly, silly things yeah. that we keep passing on. And again, you remember those stories when you were younger. Exactly. But if we make a conscious effort not exactly. to say the same things to our children, then it's, then it's better, right? Mm-hmm. We don't keep passing on exactly. silly, like, I mean... It's great to pass on lovely, I mean, there are so many lovely folk tales that I love and I still sing to my nieces and nephews. But if you know that certain folk tales mm-hmm. that have funny connotations in them or, you know, some kind of funny things that make women look bad, I don't think you necessarily mm-hmm. want to be passing that on or you switch it in a way that makes it that every, every child is fine. They don't keep passing exactly. on those yeah. funny uh, traditions to the children so that you know so then, then we, we end up passing on the same things to them right exactly exactly so because i know when we were younger if someone i'm sure i've heard this many times and somehow it's stuck then you know how you say if a woman is finding it difficult to have a child they'll be like ah maybe she had different abortions in the past yes you know? i heard that so many maybe times yeah and it's still like that. that's what people still say <laughs> you're like what uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yes, all of those, all of those kind of things. It's ridiculous. But actually, I remember I had a friend one time. And she like, she that she had to tell her mother-in-law that oh, I was a virgin when your your son met me or whatever. But I don't think she the mother-in-law was still interested. She was like, yeah, whatever. You've done something. That's why you don't. Have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's why you don't have kids yet. She has already. She has already made up her mind. mind. So it doesn't matter what you're saying. It's just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because honestly, that thing has stuck. Yeah. And honestly, if you yeah. hear something over and over again, it starts to become the truth. I'm telling you, yeah. because you just she's heard it, and there's, it's going to be difficult to to change to change yeah. that mother's opinion mindset. Mindset, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's hard to change people that are obviously in our parents' generation. But the the goal that we have, the way we want to focus on, is like, or maybe even our older older ones, it might still be hard to change. You know, people that are in their fifties and sixties. But we can exactly. change ourselves. Like, you know, we exactly. can change our own generation. We can change the younger ones. We can make sure that things are different for exactly. younger women and men so they don't have to go through the same things that we did or that our parents did in that aspect. So as mothers of young boys, young men, future <laughs> husbands, <laughs> we know we both, we both said that let's have those conversations. Let's be more supportive. Yep. Let's be more open-minded. Mm-hmm. What are you going to teach your sons? What are you going to tell your sons not about the reality of, because you know, when we we're younger, all I knew was don't get pregnant. Don't talk to a boy. <laughs> I, I wasn't actually sure the details of how to get pregnant. All I knew is <laughs> like, stay away from a boy. So I was always like miles apart, like talk to me from afar. Don't come too close. Don't come near me. I remember some guy that I think I was, you know, when you leave high school, you're like, oh, I'm dating somebody. And the guy was like, maybe you try to kiss him once and I thought, what are you doing? I moved away quickly because I thought, okay, you want to kiss me? Next time I'm going to be pregnant. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just silly. Like, I know. I know. That's all I knew. Don't move. 
So, exactly. but we know that's not the reality, right? There's a lot more than that. But what can we, t- what are you going to teach a young boy? So, so even understand that what the reality is and, you know, potential options in the future. What conversations are you going to have with your young boys? You know, you have said it, and honestly, it's the same for me. Nobody sat me down and said, oh, this is, this is how you get pregnant. This is yeah. what happened. Mm. It's, just those, it's just that you must not get pregnant. You better have <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah. know, honestly, and I, this is something that is quite, um, I'm quite passionate about. It's important, just as you said, what am I going to teach my son? I'm going to teach him, or I already started teaching him the truth. Every child must be taught basic sexuality education. It is, mm-hmm. it is key. And this is what we're saying. We're having these open conversations. conversations. Not like, ah, something we can't talk about. You know, so you are, as the, and you start from an early age. Because remember, all these beliefs that we have, we didn't just get them when we were 18. Yeah. We were being fed, yeah. just yeah. as, as we're yeah. growing up. The same way, we have to start feeding them from an early age. So when the child is like two, three, you talk about the parts of the body and you use the real names. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> no. just, this is my vagina. This yeah. is my penis. It, there's, yeah. no, it, it, there's nothing shameful about it. Yeah. And we, they've even said that that would even help the child to avoid um, sex, um, predators, you know, yeah. and, uh, and protect them from sexual abuse. So we have to have those conversations. And as the child grows older, so now I'm teaching my children, this is how you know, if someone gets pregnant, right. the woman, the man's penis will go into the woman's vagina. The man releases sperm. And, you know, if the woman releases ovaries, right, she has two ovaries. And when the sperm meets the egg, you know, the, um, it passes through wherever it's passing through, the yeah. baby grows in the uterus. So again, depending on the child's age. So now let me see if, if I have taught my child all of this, the child already knows that it takes two parties to have a baby. Exactly. Right? So he knows that the man's sperm has to um, meet with the woman's egg. So he already knows that his sperm has a part to play. So when they're telling him about maybe sperm quality, he's not going to say, no, that can't be possible, right? right? And then when they're talking about uterus, maybe they're telling him, oh, the woman has something with her uterus. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he already mm. has that knowledge. It's not going to be strange to him to hear about any issues that, that arise. And if you know, okay, there's an issue with um, maybe the uterus. Oh, great. That means I still have my sperm and my wife still has an egg. So right. maybe is there another way we can... Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. all of that is important. Just teach them the truth. That's what I'm... I think the key things for me is teach them the truth and have these open conversations. Don't make this um, sex education something that we never talked about. We, we don't talk about. Talk about. Yeah. Shouldn't be spoken about. You know, stop about it it's normal and we're going to be helping the children in that regard we just mentioned now that nobody i did not know that and honestly i would have really loved to know that not that you're running away from a guy because you feel like if he sees yeah. you then you're pregnant <laughs> It was so silly, but that was really. And I'm going to girls only school. I know. Yeah. Actually, perhaps I was <laughs> wrong by help. saying. I think I was wrong by saying, "What were they going to teach your young boys?" I think in that point, I was trying to say, you know, how are you going to teach them to understand um, 
that having children is from both sides. But so Tony addressed that. But I think that the, the conversation has to be both children, I mean, both sexes anyway, young boys or young girls. Yes. Both have of them yeah. yeah. And so, like, Bumi, when you were saying that we went to girls only school, yeah, that didn't help us. But, it, but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead with the, your conversation about the girls only school not being. Mm. Yes, for me then too, I think that didn't help. So when I came back during the holidays <laughs> and my brother's friends came, I, I was always in the room. Exactly, you're going to be the good girl. It took a while for me to open up, you know, to actually be free of to sit in their midst. Yeah. And start gisting. Mm-hmm. It was that bad, but with time, obviously, that I had to learn on my own as well. You know, yeah. so it's it, we need to as they're growing up now, not wait till yeah. they're much older. Yeah. Even the little yeah. sensations when they wake up for the boys in the morning and have a hard on, exactly. you know, quickly they need to be educated why that is happening. Exactly. For the girls exactly. too, when you start reading all these novels, all the M and hide them from meals and booms. from doing that. We were reading meals and bees, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And from all they watch, they they know all this thing is happening. Yeah, so there's no point exactly. lying to ourselves. We just need to educate them early enough. When exactly. you have you feel a sensation, this you know, yeah. it's normal. <laughs> but exactly. it's what you do with it, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and have to control it and manage it and the, the proper things to do. Yeah, so that they're even open enough to keep coming to you when they yeah. have a exactly. So you can see when they have issues, maybe along issues, the, when they get yes. older and they have issues, they, you know, that child is not even going to feel anyhow. It's going to come to you, oh, mom, I'm not able to get it now. What do you think is happening? Exactly. Is, you get, it's, there's no stigma. The child is already free to come and talk free to you. Enough, about yeah. it. Wonderful. Well said, ladies. So what role do you think that we as women have to play in this? So I'm going to say the reason why I'm asking this question you would see that most times, even in the movies, the people that come, when they come to the couple, so if there's a couple having issues or having, dif- <laughs> having difficulty in having children, trying to have children, usually the people that make the comments that are inappropriate or try to suggest, you know, another third party coming and help out in the sense of marrying another woman or whatever the case may be, it's usually women. It's usually women that say those things. And in, strangely, you would think we should know better because we would figure out how hurtful this might be. But somehow... yourself. Yeah, right? Some people, exactly. So you know how bad it is for someone to come to you and be like, oh yeah, so we're going to bring another wife for your husband. And you think, seriously? I mean, obviously, in some religion, like, that, that's probably acceptable... So that's a little different. We're talking about religions like Christianity when it's not necessarily uh, the case. Yeah. So what role do you think we as women need to play? Right? So you ladies and myself, we're going to be future mother-in-laws. We're going to be future auntie-in-laws. Sometimes, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but we have auntie-in-laws can be pretty interesting. They can, they can put a lot of twist in, in, in situations. So what role do you think we have to play and how are we going to change this in the future to make sure that our daughter-in-laws and other women in families that, that are married to us or even our friends, like for example, now 
your son might want to get married in the future and how do I make sure that I'm not saying the wrong things to his wife right Thanks. yeah so hmm. what are we going to do differently awesome. just stay away from so- <laughs> <laughs> as it as if you can't help yourself <laughs> you have to try and stay away because you get carried away right and you say things you shouldn't say that's the thing we get carried away and we won't know where we'll be yes Yes. i don't know (laughs) you can't say anything we should try and be open yes we are not if what you're saying is not nice keep quiet but you're right honestly i'm not sure why women do that right because you would think just as you've said that we should know better so yeah. I honestly think that women, we have a higher responsibility because we know firsthand, right, what yeah. it is to have a child and not have a child. So I can't really understand why would be, we would be the ones um, making those nasty comments. Having said that, sometimes out of um, ignorance, again, I'm sure maybe somewhere in the past few years or before now, I may have made some comments that were not so nice or acceptable right? right but as we have these conversations and we know better then we must do better yeah. Yeah. do you get so if we've done that in the past that's fine but now that we know you know what it is like yes for someone who's going through infertility you have to try to be nicer and as well yeah. as we may have said you can't find anything nice to say just stay away <laughs> <laughs> Try to be quiet. If you can't help them, don't add to their troubles, don't right? Add to it, yes. And exactly. So try, yes. I feel like we need to be supportive. Watch our words and our actions. And I think this is a key one. When you do give your advice, right? When you do give your advice or whatever it is, we have. We don't have to shove it down their throats, right? Uh, they don't yeah. have to take. They don't it have to accept it. it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> we need to respect their decisions. I, I think know. that's another key thing that may be a problem in our culture. Yeah. Yes, you've given your advice. Well, honestly, I don't have to necessarily take it. Yeah. I appreciate it because it shows that you're concerned about me, you love me, that's fine. But please respect my decision, right? Yeah. So if they've decided these are the options that they want to go through, respect it and be supportive, honestly. Yeah. I think that those are the things that we need to do. I think it's a cultural thing, right? You don't understand. It's like, as an elderly person, yeah. I've just told you what to do and you don't want to do it. Like, why? Didn't you just spend all that time telling you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. What? Exactly. Thanks, but that's not what I want to do. <laughs> but people don't want to hear that. It's like, you don't have a right to say no. no. You just need to accept what I've told mm-hmm. you. This is what you need to do. End the story. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's great. Like you ladies have said, you're going to have those conversations with your sons and your daughters. You're going to talk to them about what's reality. We're going to tell them, of course, like um, what's okay to say and not to say. We're going to tell them that even when you get married in the future, we pray that everything goes perfectly without any issues. But we understand that sometimes things can happen. And if you do need to seek treatment, then do that. Because again, for some people, it doesn't doesn't actually mean it's a problem. It might just be... um, something that maybe for example some people might just have blocked fallopian tube so it's not yes it's an issue but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a big problem it can potentially be addressed and resolved okay. for some people they might not be they might not be sure they might not be sure when the ovulation time is right so or sometimes it might just be something simple right but we just need to know people need to seek treatment and there's there's no mm-hmm. shame in that and it's not it's not your fault 
you didn't create yourself. So like any other condition that we seek treatment for, you should be able to seek treatment if this is the issue you're, you're dealing with. So, and of course, when you're hanging out with our friends as well, we have some friends that can make some, some funny comments. We need to be able to let them know okay. that, hey, I know I can appreciate that you said that, but perhaps let's be sensitive to these things. So in all, mm-hmm. all, in all our little um, connections and little uh, friends and family, we just need to be letting people know if we're ever in those situations where people make those comments or bring up the topic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wonderful. So. I agree. <laughs> any other words that you want to like include in terms of how we create awareness about changing things in the future? Any, any, any last words that you want to say or you can do differently? We need to have conversations. Wonderful. <laughs> I feel like this is fertility. This is fertility conversations. We're having it right here. Yes. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I'm telling you. So this is really awesome. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Because the more you, I feel like if the more we talk about things, the more we shed light on it. Because people can just have. We've talked about that. People have all this mindset that they've been carrying for so long. It may not necessarily be true, right? right. But if you listen to something, you'll be like, oh. That's true. I never thought about it that way, right? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. And then we have to be open-minded. Ask questions. We don't know everything. Don't just feel like, ah, this is it. I know it. No. Let's have those conversations. Ask questions. The objective of the conversation is not for you to just pour out everything you know. No. Exactly, yeah. For you to ask questions so that you can see things from their own point of view. Honestly, I feel like, yeah, if we have those conversations, you know, be open-minded. And regardless of anything, we need to stop the shaming. Yeah. We need to stop shaming people for whatever reason. You know, yeah. let's just be kind. It, it, it can even if you don't understand what the person is going through. Don't no shame. There's no shame in exactly. anything. No shame. Let's stop, just stop the shaming and be kind. That's well it. said. Bumi, anything else you'd like to add? I think throwing storms everything off. Right open conversations, try, try as much as possible. We don't know it all. Yeah. And the, a good forum is, you know, once somebody is open enough, because in, in some instances, you find the person discussing in a third party Format, because yeah. they don't know how the other person is going to, yes, exactly, is going to respond. Yeah. So mm-hmm. about the shaming that she said, if we are open enough, you know, you might actually be going through worse, but because of, in quote, that somebody will shame you, you right. don't want to open or you bottle everything in, which exactly. leads to something else. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. Finding the right setting to matters. As well. So at least you are able to open up there. Mm. Well said. We'll get better. Yes, we'll get better. better. Yes, Yes. amen. (laughs) We're getting better, yes, exactly. (laughs) We're learning every day. Yes, and we're going to be better in that. that, uh, Our generation is going to do better because we we know now that that wasn't right, so we're going to do better Mm -hmm. in supporting future generations. 
So thank you so much, ladies. It's been amazing to have you on here, just having these conversations, talking about how we can impact our society positively and make a change. So thank you. I trust that with us all speaking about this, often these issues identified in the book, which we're all familiar with, we can make the changes that are necessary to make things better for future generations to come. So little changes in our homes, having the necessary conversations with our children, with our friends, with our family members, our colleagues, to ensure that people choose to be kind. People choose to be supportive of anyone dealing with infertility or any other issues that they might be dealing with instead of trying to make insensitive comments or trying to break up marriages or relationships. So we as a society must do better. And the change begins with us all in our homes and in all our little circles of influence. So thank you so much, ladies. It's been amazing having you both on here. Thank you. Looking forward to having you come again in the near future for other conversations like this. We're going to do this again for sure. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.